and welcome to The Nature Storyteller. Today we are delighted to bring you two stories as we told them to live audiences as part of National Storytelling Week of 2024. The first was recorded live on Imbolc Evening, deep in the heart of Dartmoor, and is an adaption of the Imbolc story written by Catriona MacDonald. In the story, Bridget is a young and aspiring goddess with fire and passion to help others and to learn how to be a true goddess. We follow young Bridget's adventures and learning until she fulfills her quest and becomes her nature and destiny. So, if you are ready and sitting comfortably, let's begin the Imbolc story. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Good evening. My name is the Nature Storyteller, and I'm here today to tell you a couple of stories. The first is an Imbolc story, and it's based on an original story by Catriona MacDonald. I hope you enjoy. Can you picture a young and ambitious Bridget, eager to take her place amongst the gods? To achieve her life purpose, she knew she had to acquire skills to make her worthy of the position. So she went to her father, the Dagda, seeking guidance on what she needed to do. The wise Dagda looked at his daughter with a thoughtful expression before he said, My dear Bridget, I think you would excel in the realm of poetry. You should visit the Hawk of the East, who once trained your brother in the way of words. Seek his teachings and learn what you can from him. Bridget was thrilled at the prospect of learning from the legendary Hawk of the East. She journeyed into the rising sun, climbing rocky slopes and wading through spring petals until she reached the bird's nest. The hawk sang a beautiful song of dawn to her chicks, and Bridget was captivated and mesmerized by the sweet music. She asked the hawk to teach her the song, and the bird agreed, but with one warning. Once you learn this song, you must be prepared to share it with the world. Its brightness will radiate from within you, and many will seek your inspiration and guidance. Do you still wish to learn? Bridget didn't hesitate. Yes, teach me, and I will become the patron of all poets and musicians that this beautiful song will never be forgotten in all of the world. And that's how Bridget learned the way of poetry and song, becoming the beloved patron of all musicians and poets. The heart of Bridget, the young goddess, was restless. She felt a burning desire to do more, to be more, 
and she knew just where to go to quench her thirst for knowledge. With the arrival of summer, she set off to the south in search of the proud red stag that dwelled in the tangled woods. The stag had the knowledge of healing and had taught Bridget's brother. When she saw the stag, he bolted and ran through the forest and a long and tiring chase ensued. But despite his attempts to outpace her, Bridget proved to be swift and fleet of foot, and after many miles, the stag finally stopped to face her. I know what you seek, he said, bowing his great rack of horns to her. But to learn the arts of the physician, you must possess the same tenacity as you would need to war against the Fomorians. With a fire in her heart and limbs, Bridget vowed to be a healer who would not falter in her cause or care. And so the stag taught her everything he knew. And in time, Bridget became the goddess of healers and physicians, inspiring their craft and reminding them of the spirit at the core of their vocation that was to stop the suffering of both humans and animals. But Bridget still needed more. She was driven by the fires of her spirit and thirsted for more knowledge. And so she journeyed through the autumn woods, oblivious to the flaming beauty all around her, searching for the salmon who had helped her mother to give birth to the Dagda's numerous children. Perhaps there she could quench the fires that burned in her heart and soul. After many hours wandering in the dark forest, Bridget stumbled upon a spring that flowed from beneath the roots of a hazel tree. As she gazed into the clear, deep, waters of the pool. A large fish broke through her reflection, startling her. Bridget, what do you seek of me here in my pool? said the wise salmon. Bridget, feeling lost, said, I don't know what I want, but I feel restless and discontent. I've gained knowledge from hawk and stag, but it hasn't given me peace. Can you teach me something that may calm my soul? The salmon wriggled, raised her head above the pool's waters, and said, child of plenty, I can teach you, but what I know will just be a drop in the great cauldron of your spirit. Nevertheless, I will teach you to become the greatest of midwives, tending not only to human children, but also to those of cows, horses and sheep and all others who seek your care. You will soothe the labour pains of mothers, but you must always be ready to help, for new life waits for no one. Do you still wish to learn? Bridget said, yes, please, I will be so busy that my heart will 
finally be full. And so the salmon taught Bridget all she knew, but she tells her that if she still feels restless come winter, she should go and visit the bear far to the north. For a year, Bridget was content to help the mothers bring their children, calves, lambs and foals into the world. Her poets wrote beautifully and her musicians created melodies of inspiration and calmness in a way that people had never heard before. Her doctors were making impressive medical strides to end the suffering of both humans and animals, and the mothers of humans and animals rarely perished in childbirth under Bridget's careful hands. But despite all of her accomplishments, an emptiness was growing again inside her heart, and Bridget knew that she had one more adventure to make. Bridget packed her bags and asked her brothers to take care of her responsibilities while she was away. Then she followed the stars for many days until she stumbled upon a great snow-crusted cave. She shivered in the cold. She called out to the mighty bear, the guardian of the North Star. When she found the bear, she introduced herself, but the bear stopped her and said, I know who you are, Bridget, the goddess of poets, doctors and midwives. But what do you want from me? Bridget did not know and could not answer the bear. The bear then offered Bridget something she had never expected. The secrets he had given to Goibnu, the smith, long ago. These secrets could be used to wage war or create things of beauty and light. Her choice was hers out of joy, wonder and love, but not duty. And so Bridget became the patron of smiths and artisans. She found her calling in the smithy and it filled her heart with joy. Her time there made her a guide and mentor to poets, healers and artisans and her nature was complete. She stayed with them until the end of all things, inspiring and spreading love wherever she went. And that is a fantastic place for us to leave our first story. Thank you. I hope you enjoy Bridget's Inbox story. How wonderful that she brought music and poetry to help stop the suffering of people and animals and ensured that childbirth was as comfortable as it could be for all mothers. Now it is time for our second story, which also features Bridget. In this story, she moves to Kildare in Ireland and sets up a modest home within a grand old oak tree. I like this story because it is one of the few in which wolves, being the majestic animals they are, they are not depicted and persecuted as villains 
when they exist alongside human beings as best as they can as we take more and more of their land and food. I told this story live in Warminster and I would like to thank the large audience for their kind support. So please take a moment to get comfortable and prepare yourself for another exciting story here on the Nature Storyteller as we share the story of Bridget and the Wolf. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm pleased to be back with the second story of tonight from the Nature Storyteller. And this one is called St. Bridget and the Wolf. Okay, thank you. And now let me take you back to a time when a saint named Bridget built a small hut under a giant oak tree in a place that came to be known as Kildare. It was a tranquil, rural place back then with a forest and a dandelion meadow and many wild creatures that Bridget loved dearly. As she began her life in that tiny home, little did she know that her kindness, generosity and talent for healing would soon make her famous, attracting many pilgrims from far and wide to visit her in Kildare. Before long, people visiting her decided to stay in Kildare and eventually the village emerged around her humble abode under that oak tree. Even the king himself couldn't resist the pull of Bridget's charm and made a pilgrimage to see her. He was so impressed by her that he had a hunting lodge built nearby in the forest. Back in those days, wolves roamed the forests of Ireland and they were a common sight around Kildare. Bridget loved the wolves just as she loved all the animals on earth, but the villagers were always afraid of them. They were quick to point fingers at the wolves whenever a lamb went missing and more often than not, they were right. After all, Lambs make a tasty meal for a hungry pack of wolves, especially with the king and his hunting parties taking so many deer from the forest. However, one day the king noticed that the deer were becoming scarce. He was quick to blame the wolves for taking them. And most of the time, he would be right. The wolves have been feeding on the deer in those parts for hundreds of years now, and they didn't know that these deer now belonged to the king. But the king was not a forgiving man, and he wanted to punish the wolves for their actions, so he offered to pay anyone who bought him a dead wolf one gold coin. Despite the price the king had put on the heads of the wild wolves, he kept a tame wolf as his pet. He had been given the wolf as a cub by one of the hunters who had killed his mother 
but couldn't bring himself to kill the wolf pup. The king had worked hard to train the puppy and was proud of having a wolf who would walk to his heel. The king often brought his tame wolf with him when he came to kill there. One day, the king's wolf got loose. Now, the king's wolf was an amiable beast, used to living with people. So, of course, he set out to visit the local village. A woodcutter spotted him heading towards the houses. And not knowing that this was a tame wolf and fearing for the lives of the village children, he set an arrow to his bow and he shot the poor creature between its shoulder blades. Then, looking forward to his reward, he dragged the dead wolf through the woods to the king's lodge. The king immediately recognised that the wolf was his beloved pet by his markings. The king was devastated, but furious at the same time. The king's grief quickly turned to anger and he ordered his guards to seize the woodcutter and throw him into the dungeon. And to make matters worse, he sent for the local carpenter to build a gallows. Now, can you imagine the fear and desperation that the villagers felt when they discovered what had happened to their friend, the woodcutter? They knew they had to do something, but what could they do? That's where Bridget comes in. She was devastated to hear of the poor wolf's death and the woodcutter's impending doom especially since he had only been trying to do what he believed to be right. So, Bridget asked to borrow a horse and cart from one of the villagers and set off to see the king. As she made her way towards the king's lodge, Bridget saw a white shadow weaving between the trees out of the corner of her eye. Her horse began to shy and stumble. It began snorting with fear, but Bridget's calming words and hand settled him down. Until suddenly, the white shadow picked up speed and jumped, landing in Bridget's lap. It was a giant, beautiful white wolf with deep, dark brown eyes and a long pink tongue which she used to lick Bridget across her cheek, making her laugh. Can you imagine the surprise and joy that Bridget felt at that very moment? They were an unusual sight, a tall white wolf and a fair-haired young woman sitting side by side in a wagon as they approached the king's lodge. The king told his guards to let Bridget and the wolf come to his chambers. And as they entered, the king's eyes fell upon the magnificent white wolf. Now, white wolves were as rare then as they are now, and the king couldn't help but want one. Bridget could see the desire in the king's eyes and made a bold request of the king to pardon the woodcutter in exchange 
for the white wolf taking the place of the king's lost wolf. It was a no-brainer for the king. Releasing the woodcutter would cost him nothing, and having a rare white wolf walking by his side would certainly make an impression on everyone he met. Bridget whispered in the wolf's ear, and he willingly lopped over to the king's side and laid his head in the king's lap. The king couldn't believe his eyes and stroked the great beast's ear with wonder written all over his face. Bridget then took the woodcutter back to the village. On their way, she explained to him that it was better for two wicked beasts to go free than one innocent one to be punished. And true to her word, no wolf was ever killed in that part of Ireland while St. Bridget was still alive. And that is the end of our second story. I've been the Nature Storyteller. Thank you so much for your support tonight. Good night. That was the first time we were recorded telling our stories to a live audience, an experience I enjoyed, although I admit to being a little nervous. But now I'm looking forward to telling live stories more often, and I may see you at a festival or storytelling event in your local town or village very soon. There is just time to remind you that the Nature Storyteller will return in two weeks with two more tales that are sure to captivate and entertain you. So please subscribe and follow the Nature Storyteller on your podcast platform of choice. Or you can listen via our website. The website address is www.nature storyteller.org and you'll find a link in the show notes thank you for joining us today at the nature storyteller i hope our stories have taken you to a beautiful place deep within your own imagination and at the same time i hope you've gained more knowledge about the natural world and wild creatures that share it with us storytelling has always been a way for our ancestors to share their understanding learning wisdom and knowledge of their world through the generations these stories have entertained informed and inspired people and they continue to do so to this very day. Now it's time for me to return to the forest and begin a new adventure that I will share with you on the next Nature Storyteller podcast.